Hey everyone, this is Tim from the Mental Health Hour Podcast, and I wanted to take a second to talk to you about why we made the switch to Zencaster. When Gemma and I started the Mental Health Hour, we did not know much on how to distribute the show and get it out there to the folks. After trying some different podcast hosting sites, we were able to get our show out there, but opportunities for promotion of the show, audience growth, and monetization to help support the show and make it better were slim to none. After switching to Zencaster, we noticed a spike in viewers and listeners across all the major platforms the show has been put out on, and they had multiple offers coming our way for potential sponsors of the show. Along with that, Zencaster is so much more than just a podcast hosting site. Zencaster is an all-in-one platform to record, produce, promote, and publish your podcast. Depending on the price package you choose, The studio has state-of-the-art video and audio recording software. You and your guests of the show can come on and record your show right on the website and then edit it, publish it, and they will distribute it to Spotify, Apple, Google, all the major platforms. The desktop site and now also the mobile app are so easy to use. Recording studio quality sound and up to 4K video with multi-layered backups so you never lose your recording. And the best part is the customer service and support. The support staff gets back to you quickly and answered all of my questions, making the transition to Zencaster seamless. Do yourself a favor. Go to Zencaster.com pricing and use my code TMHH15 and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Welcome to the Mental Health Hour and welcome to episode 107. This is Embracing Change Part Two. Um, our second look at this topic. Uh, we haven't done it in a while. Uh, we first did it, oh man, somewhere in the 20s. Um, so it's been a good while. Worth a revisit, changes ever present in all of our lives. It is just a fact of life. Get rid of this shirt. Um, but not something I ever thought you'd say on the mental health. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Any means the one behind the seat for those listening on audio. Ah, you? yes, I guess that is prudent <laughs> to say. Ah, uh, there's uh the episode. Uh, Hattie was nice enough to post in the chat. Thank you, Hattie. Um, yeah, so change. I mean, this is something that everybody deals with. It's not something that is um, something that only a certain group of folks deal with. It's something that we all, in some way or another, um, all almost always have to deal with on a daily basis sometimes. And Try as you might, you can't stop things changing. Yes, it is a 
fact of life, a part of life, and a, a necessary evil as well. Um, I say evil because nobody likes change. I, I can't honestly say that uh, I've ever heard anybody really stoked about change, unless it's uh, change that is being asked for, you know, in like the event of elections or, you know, something along those lines where we're, we're looking for change on the horizon. Um, then, then it can be exciting uh, and people get stoked about it. Uh, mm -hmm. But as far as your everyday life changes, things that throw wrenches in your daily routine, it is not uh, a favorite of most. Um, yeah. And you saying all that has just reminded me exactly when we did this broadcast. It was the Haps changeover. Yes. It was, <laughs> um, it was the Haps changeover to after their big update. <laughs> yeah. From Haps to Crash. Upgrade. Yeah, big upgrade. That's when we did this. So it was a while ago now because we've been here a couple of years. Prudent now. at the time and still prudent today. We embraced change and we found a better platform for the show. We found some better uh, lines of distribution. Mm -hmm. And the show is still going through changes today. Uh, and it's still fun to piss and moan about haps, but uh, it was, uh, as Hattie says, change for the better. And usually, uh, I mean, it's not always the case, but it usually turns out these minor changes that uh, throw wrenches into our lives and are unexpected at times. Um, once embraced and accepted, we do, we do seem to find hope and betterness in the change itself um, once we're open to it once we accept what has happened and accept the change for what it is it's not going to go away i can either boycott piss moan bitch it's not going to change the change uh, so then we hit the point where we accept and we're going to get into, <clears throat> in one of the slides. Mm -hmm. we're gonna I'm going to have to do two minutes. I'm so sorry. Sure. He just told me he needs something. Yeah. That's fine. Real quick. In, in, <laughs> oh, one of, in one of the uh, slides that we're going to be looking at tonight, uh, we will take a look at something called the change curve. And mm -hmm. what that is, is kind of the breakdown of there's like seven different steps or um, points on the change curve. And it really resembles five stages of grieving or seven stages of grieving, whatever it's up to now. I still call it five stages of grieving. That's what I learned. That's how I know it. And I mean, they can add another 11 and I'm still going to know the five stages of grieving. That's part of that change, right? Change for the better. Um, we just keep adding things. Um, but be that as it may, uh, he says after we stop 
screaming at the past platform. We learned it was a positive change for all of us. Yeah. Uh, Haps is still dearly missed. The old Haps. It's still dearly missed. Um, that was a great start for us. It was the birth of the show was on that platform. And uh, it was it was really well put together. Uh, even when it was in beta mode. And then unfortunately they updated to uh, bring it out of beta and it just uh, completely shit the bed. Uh, missed the mark by a mile and uh, no longer ceases to exist at this point. Um, but that, uh, as we said, it has brought us to Twitch uh, to record the, the podcast. And we've now opened our avenues into the audio platforms and we've opened our um, YouTube channel up. Uh, the YouTube channel was going, but it wasn't as strong as it is now. Uh, there's definitely a lot more presence uh, and definitely a lot um, more consistent views and listens to the show now that we're over here. And part of that comes with the show growing and getting shared out and all of that and being a hundred and couple episodes in. But um, a lot, I, I think a lot of it also has to do with coming over to Twitch and uh, doing the show over here now and, and learning a lot more about how to streamline from here. That is all for the better in the end. Yeah, we'll look at where we might have, if we'd have stuck with that platform as it was, we'd have just got comfortable with things the way they were. And I guess now, even though we hated it at the time, we've had to look elsewhere. We've had to go and do other things. And it has, I guess, encouraged us to grow further by spreading it onto more platforms and doing more with it. So we've certainly upgraded things in more ways than one yep and even though we hated the change at the time we have certainly embraced it now absolutely it's it's definitely been a good thing mm -hmm. oh, <clears throat> excuse me uh hattie says speaking of change grief uh please keep ella our good friend ella has lost her puppy cat her rabbit of 10 years yeah uh, and that was just this past week or so so we had a little spot Gemma was nice enough to put that at the very end of the intro segment little memorial um clip there i did a lot of streams with that rabbit yeah <laughs> um me ellen puppycat late nights uh i have since started going to bed at a normal hour again because of the changes that have taken place in my life, having a baby and all. Uh, it's definitely got my sleep schedule right on par with what it should have been probably all along. But more change, uh, more grief. And, and that was the point I was making while you were, while you stepped away real quick. One of the slides we're going to get into uh, called the change curve uh, is very, very similar to the five stages of grief. It's not the same. It's got its own spin, but it's essentially, you can, you can definitely see 
how it would be brothers with it or sisters, whatever you want to call us. Um, close relative of the five stages. <clears throat> and that's the thing that we're going to really focus on um, trying to figure out how to become resilient to change, how to become more accepting. I, I was laughing uh, with my wife before she left for work today when I told her what the broadcast was tonight. And I told her flat out, I'm like, I'm, I'm not the best at this, though. Uh, I'll be the first one to admit, I do not like change. I am a very, uh, I like things as they are, as mm -hmm. I feel like most people do. I don't think it's a flaw. I think everybody gets comfortable, likes routine. And when things take a shakeup or even just the, the tiniest little tweak to the daily plan that is set forth. And a part of that also comes from my job. Like I'm, we're very structured or, or paramilitary, if you will, in the fire department. So it's, I, I do, I love structure. And I love having a set plan. And if there's a wrench thrown in that, which there always is, you know how it takes an hour to do a five-minute job, right? Every time you got to just change a light bulb. Well, the whole damn light needs replaced or something. Something happens. Yeah. Anytime there's just the tiniest little wrench in it, I do not. I'm going to, I don't like kick and scream and throw a fit, but. I'm noticeably upset, I'll say. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also feel like I get over it quick. I do. I have started realizing that what I was saying in the beginning, it doesn't matter how much you piss, moan, bitch, cry. Most of the time, this change isn't something you're going to change just by going on strike, you know? Yeah. So... Well the whole of the UK seems to be doing again. Everybody's going on the strike. Uh, we just had uh, Kaiser Permanente, one of the major healthcare providers or benefits um, and healthcare providers in the United States. So they're on strike right now. So that's good. Yeah, our doctors and, are striking too. <laughs> if not, we've all. got we've got um, We've got uh, one of the major healthcare providers in the country all, all just walked out of the office today, and everybody yeah. else or everybody, all anybody's worried about today is this damn iPhone uh, test they did or whatever. Thinking, oh god, I heard all about that. <laughs> oh my goodness, this, these people. Yeah. Okay. Um. But moving forward, okay. So, uh, Gemma. What have you on change? Uh, anything to, well, now that we're 20 minutes in, anything to start off? <laughs> I mean, I kind of took a little. Solo yeah, you had to do. I, I had a SOS, I think I'm going to be sick message from Tom. Oh. So I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, I had to uh, run there, but he, I think he's all right. He's probably sickening for something. Um, yeah, change. So. I recognized recently that my mental health was not what it should be, shall we say. So I'm having to adapt to um, new medications again. So that's change. Um, definitely. Blimey. Uh, change in my body, a change in the way my body wants to do things at the moment. 
and yeah, I I'm noticing that there's a lot more that I'm getting slower with because of my health and stuff. So again, like I've said about it before, about having to, I guess, grieve what you could do and get used to what you're now able to do and accept that that's your new normal. And it's all right some days if all you have managed to do is just get up out of bed because some days that's all I can do right now get up get Thomas ready for school or whatever um feed him and then just crash back out again that's sometimes all I can do but I have to accept that now it sounds like we have another living with depression installment coming down the pika uh, yeah. that's something that I struggle with as well Depression is a son of a bitch and it oh hell yeah. You get on the right meds and it is noticeably better. But the problem with the SSRIs or or most of the depression medicines that are prescribed is that your body builds a tolerance to them. Mm -hmm. Unlike some of the others that you can be put on, other other drugs that are for different things, the depression drugs. You build a tolerance, so there's constant movement in um, the way your body handles it, and uh, you need okay. to it. You need to visit regularly, um, and usually, it's somebody in your life pointing it out to you. Um, I know my wife is usually the first one to say, "I think might be time to get your meds checked because you're starting to slip." back into some old habits not drinking or anything like that just when the depression hits it hits um, oh yeah i'm not the first one to notice it i wasn't i mean i knew things weren't great for me mentally but it wasn't me that really noticed things were shit I'll just say mm -hmm. as it is. So I thought, okay, yeah, we're going to go there again. And that took a lot for me to accept because I haven't been on antidepressants for quite some time now mm -hmm. because I just have a really hard time with them. Like these are really kicking my ass. Mm -hmm. I'm just tired all the time. I feel sick and it's changing everything again and then it's affecting some of my other meds i'm having to get used to that and i have other medications and oh dear me yes and having to to all of that yeah the medicine that they prescribe ssris much like i believe steroids as well uh need to be weaned on and weaned off of like you don't mm -hmm. wean on to something but you know what I'm saying? You yeah, I'm building up, up gradually. gradually. Yeah, yeah. You can't I'm just sure. start pounding 150 milligrams. Uh, <laughs> I think they start you out at 50, and I've worked mm -hmm. my way up to like 175. And then mm -hmm. this past time, they're like, we can't really take it much higher. So we're going to start coming back down so we can go on another. And yeah, so I mean, depression meds are definitely something not nothing to take lightly and it does mm -hmm. cause great mood changes it does the medicine alone not um uh, 
this is just on top of what the depression's doing to you that you're not always aware of, like others most might be. I know you've seen it. Uh, my wife calls me out on it, which I'm grateful for. You have called me out on it and said, Tim, you're that broadcast was shit. <laughs> you weren't yourself at all. Yeah. Uh, everything okay? And I, I'm usually like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. But yeah, that's usually what's going on is my depression's kicked up. But I, I'm just kind of, I don't want to say I'm blind to it because I know that I'm not myself. Like you were saying, I know I'm not myself, but I don't feel much different. It's just the way I'm acting is different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but saying you're fine is generally a knee-jerk reaction to being asked how you are, because that's generally how we feel. We've got to respond, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. And then, because yeah. often if we answered honestly, like, obviously, you're not going to do it to everybody. Like, sometimes they're just like, hi, how are you doing, kind of thing, in passing. But if you're asked from somebody that you're like, good friends with or a family member and they ask you how you're doing if you had to answer really honestly how you were actually doing I don't think we'd be just saying fine sometimes but it is it's a knee-jerk reaction response to say I'm fine I say it all the time and I'm like I'm not I'm shit but mm -hmm. I just I'm fine and it is one of those things that ties back into tonight's episode um the ever-changing environment with living with depression um, and mm -hmm. how that affects you from one day to the next. When you get those meds right and straight, everything is as it should be and it feels right. Uh, but then without you really even knowing, it, you know, your, your body's building that tolerance and things are slowly degrading again. Mm -hmm. low enough that it's a gradual thing i certainly miss it uh, my, my wife is very keen to it which i'm grateful for because uh, that's when i go ahead and call and schedule an appointment for a med check which is completely normal for anybody that ha has depression and is on antidepressants mm -hmm. a completely normal part of the process to to get these medicines it's not that they're not working it's not that your body's different it is a part of the process and everybody uh, deals with it that is on these medicines um, so that that that's change that we live with um an ever present change in just our mental health alone and you're unfortunately you're going through that right now but mm -hmm. I venture to guess in another week or two, those meds will be straightened out and your body will be adjusted and things will be on the up and up. Um, I sure hope so. It's been about three weeks now. Yeah. So uh, we'll certainly uh, give it a go, give it a fair whack. But um, when you're talking about change and things we can't like control, like again, the time of the year, something as simple as the weather, that can affect our moods massively. And then the as it's getting darker earlier on a night and then darker earlier in the day, you don't want to get up out of bed early when it's dark outside and then you're getting home from work and it's dark outside. 
-hmm. And I heard something that was, it was quite interesting, actually. It said that the reason that we feel more tired around this time of year when it's darker is because our body releases melatonin, Mm -hmm. which puts us, well, melatonin is for sleep. Yes. Um, Meaning that if our body's releasing the melatonin, that's why we're tired more often at this time of year. Yeah. Because with the darker night, uh, with it getting earlier, darker earlier, and darker later on the morning, that's why. Yes, this is the time of year that I go home. I'm sorry, I leave for work when it's pitch black, and I come home when it's pitch black, because um, in the summertime, the way my shift is, I get up at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. I can, it, the sun's about risen by the time I get home, so it's mm-hmm. already light out, the day's begun, um, but even when I was on day work, and that's a 12-hour shift, not a 24, you have to do, uh, we have like five, uh, now it's like two stations in the county that only require a day work assignment. Um, those guys are there from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And they're going to work when it's dark and coming home when it's dark. So that's the real, that, that sucks. But um, it is. Yeah, it really affect your mood as well. It is uh, one of the things that people hate about this time of year, mm. the changing of the clocks um, and, and it getting dark earlier everybody likes when the, the sun's out until eight o'clock oh, it yeah. is currently i've still got sunshine and it's it's 33 p.m eastern standard time um but it is definitely setting right now i say we should be out of the, we should be in probably darkness by seven ten or so yeah it was about that when we got dark so that is another change that we deal with um seasonal seasonal change there's medication changes uh i mean there's just so many i could sit here and why don't we get into some slides and take a look at this we'll start with the change curve since i kind of teased that and we'll take a look at that first and then we'll move on to the others Mm -hmm. oh we got a couple of them tonight Okay, so the transition curve, so we'll go starting with number one, obviously. Shock, so surprise, a mismatch between expectation and reality leading to numbness and immobilization. And then denial, so disbelief that change is necessary. Let's carry on as things were before and block things out. Um, Number three, Awareness, perhaps leading to self-doubt, frustration, anger, and confusion as a reality bites that change is necessary. Acceptance, so letting go of the past, comfortable attitudes and behaviours. And number five, experimentation, so dealing with new reality by testing new approaches and skills. Uh, Number six, searching, looking for meaning, understanding the reasons for success and for failure and what's happened and why. And then number seven, integration, 
So the new skills, attitudes and behaviors become the new norms of everyday life. And you'll notice um, as the timeline goes on, uh, for those listening on the podcast and can't see the slide, the, the slides will be posted in our Discord server, uh, as always. So please join the Discord. The invitation link is in the show notes. Um, but if if you take a look at the, the graph that it's on, the curve line is actually on a graph, which uh, the x-axis the x-axis is time and the y-axis is self-esteem so as time moves on the curve trends up it goes it dips a little bit you hit acceptance and then the next thing it it starts going straight up so your self-esteem goes up over time because you've hit acceptance and um, things are moving in a positive manner you're starting to understand that this isn't all going to be bad and we can make some lemonade out of these lemons and all the good adages that come your way when changes are put. Mm -hmm. So you can see how it kind of closely resembles the five stages of grief. You got your denial, you got your acceptance um, and, you know, shock that that could very well be a part of the stages of grief. Um, We're missing bargaining um, and depression, but I think depression is kind of uh, hinted at with awareness. Like that's when you're that's when you're aware that this is gonna be it now. You know, but leading to self doubt, frustration, anger, confusion, and then you hit that acceptance, and things start trending upward again. <clears throat> um, pardon me. And that shows that it gets higher, like on that scale on this one. It shows that the uh, the level of self-esteem is actually higher after you've dealt with that because it can it can do that if you are going through a stage where you think, I can't do this, I can't deal with this, and then you have, and then you can look back at what you've achieved, then it does. It really does give you a boost. And um, this is... Uh, listed as a transition curve. Uh, this It's also aka the Kubler-Ross change curve. And um, like I said, these will be posted in the Discord. Um, I'll flash the link up for those watching the live and the YouTube. Uh, that is the Discord link. And if you are on the podcast listening, as I said, the Discord link is in the ch- uh, the show notes. So please give us a follow over on the Discord. You can join the great community that is the Mental Health Hour Discord. Um, Moving forward, we have uh, how to get better at dealing with change. This is important for myself among others. But Mm -hmm. so yeah. Change is an unavoidable, unavoidable constant in our lives. Sometimes there it is. Uh, the first of the first of the edits I need to do for the slides. Um, the Gemma gives me now. Normally, I do it to myself because I find one slide that has some ridiculous word on it. But this this one she took care of on her. Oh, you're welcome. There we go. This this is what you call karma for all the years I had to do that. Well, uh, you know, I, I I tried 
I messed with her throughout the entire show. And yeah. she, she's gotten wise to a lot of it. Like she covers the camera up now at the beginning of the show. And she, she finally caught on like after the fifth or sixth time, she's stumbled over, stumbling over this ridiculous word. She's like, you're doing this on purpose, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That this one's all on me. I just, but yeah. Anyway, sometimes it's within our control, but sometimes it's not. Fortunately, there are ways to adapt to change and even take advantage of it. So think about it, review the situation, take a moment to look at the problem comprehensively, discuss your reaction with friends and classmates, don't jump to conclusions or plan for the worst, and consider how to change and how it will affect your plan. Take a look check out your feelings so consider the positive and the negative aspects of the change believe that the change can bring benefits know what you need to be willing to accept change do not stick to the rules and have confidence in yourself and others and then ask questions and looking for information so identify useful resources Make a list of questions and seek answers. Try to understand the reasons for change. Solicit opinions from those who have experienced similar changes and try to understand the different results of the change and the influence you can exert. And then do it, master the change. Develop a task list and prioritize it and then take action. Focus on the benefits of change and motivate yourself and others. Step by step, focusing on only one step at a time. And focus on things you can exert influence on and don't worry about the things out of your control. This was a great slide to uh, look at. I was, this was one of the first or, or the only ones when we were going to do this episode two weeks ago when uh, we postponed because of my leg, which is still on fire right now, by the way. Um, but getting better, PT was actually really good today. It's one of the first times it felt. I walked out of there feeling like we accomplished something uh, and not like I was in a car accident. Um, Tony D checking in. How are you, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, this was one of the only slides I could find with any good information on dealing with change. Um, but uh, I liked how it broke it down, thinking about it, um, then taking a look at it, then researching it, and then doing it, putting it into action. Mm -hmm. So you get you get kind of the the breakdown of each of those categories. Um, you know, take a minute to look, take a look at the problem. Is it a problem? Or are we just uh, being, or are we maybe overreacting a little bit because we don't like change? Nobody likes change. It's okay. Um, but are we overreacting uh, in our feelings? Um, cognitive distortions come into play here. We've talked about them several times. Um, in our CBT episodes, uh, don't 
fall victim to cognitive distortions, fortune telling, jumping to conclusions, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We have an episode on it. We need to do another one because that, quite frankly, is a huge topic to discuss because it, it cognitive distortions breed poor mental health. Um, and we will definitely take another look at that soon. But don't fall victim to that. Uh, just mm -hmm. because it's happened in the past does not mean it's going to happen in the future. Um, believe that change can bring good. You have to start your mind in the direction in order to accept uh, the change. You have to start your mind in the direction that it, the change is good. Even if it's not your favorite, uh, what are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. so that's when you start researching. As it, as it says to do next, research the, the information, get some information about it. Maybe this shit is good, you know. Uh, don't jump to those conclusions mm. just because we're being stubborn. And then after you research it, uh, put it into action. I was always good at that, like thinking the worst case scenario of everything. Like if I'd been through something before, I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to fail it. Or even like entering new relationships or starting new jobs, uh, anything like, yeah, I'm, it, it's been bad before, so I'm just going to fail it again or it's just going to go shut up or, yeah, I've, I've been terrible with it. And um, often when you go in with that mindset, then you end up looking for something that isn't there and you end up frigging it up yourself because you're expecting it to go wrong and then your mind is working overdrive and making something that probably isn't there and then you're making it go wrong and you're not giving yourself that opportunity so yeah it's it's hard it's really hard not to go in with that mindset once you've been burned a few times mm -hmm. but um yeah it it doesn't help trust me i've been there done that many times and training training your brain in the direction you want it to go mm. is a, a great skill and tool to learn. Um, Patty, have a good birthday dinner. Thanks for being here. Um, oh, yeah. Next week, Patty's got to jump off. And thank you for uh, hopping in and modding and all that good stuff. Um, so enjoy the night. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here. Um, training the brain, though, I was saying, is such a, a skill to learn. If uh, it applies in many different things er, ways, but in this instance, uh, starting to head down the road that hey, this isn't that bad. Like you were kind of just alluding to there. Uh, I think we most we, we most often talk about it when with uh, things like anxiety. If your brain starts working in overdrive, that anxiety is going to go through the roof because your brain kind of leads the way here. And if you can calm that brain down, recognize that the anxiety is getting high, recognize that things aren't as bad as they are or seem, mm -hmm. uh, you can start calming that brain down. You can talk somebody uh, out of a heart attack. Well, you're not, excuse me. 
you're not going to talk them out of having a heart attack, but you can, you can, um, I, I've literally seen it. Uh, the guy, a guy was having the big one and just by talking to him, telling him his vitals look great. Here's some oxygen, this, that, and the other. We had him so calm, cool and collected when the medic hopped on board, he was not even expecting it at all. And then until he put the 12 lead on, he's like, we got to go. <laughs> Uh, but it's just something that you can, you, you know, it's amazing what the brain can do when it's trained in the right direction and you calm it down because the, the sicker we think we are, the sicker we're going to get. Cause we'll talk ourselves yeah. into it, right? Yeah, you can totally start panicking over things and then your breathing speeds up and then your heart rate will speed up and your blood pressure and then the next thing you know your head's gonna explode and yeah like it's like with the panic attacks and things about controlling your breathing when they say about breathing into a bag or something and just controlling your breathing breathing in through your nose out through your mouth things like that um just but doing mindfulness and things just mindfully doing things to control the breathing to control the panic and the the stress the worry because if you do get into that state and I've done it again myself many a times where you end up worrying about something to the point where you end up giving yourself a huge panic um causing yourself to be um breathing heavy and like yeah, things just easily Yeah. All right, let's move forward here to resiliency um, or how to become more resilient. Just some big mm -hmm. steps or tricks or tips. Yeah, so eight steps to become more resilient. Number one, accept change. Find ways to become more comfortable with change. Number two, become a continuous learner. Learn new skills, gain an understanding, and apply them in times of change. Number three, take charge. Take charge of your own career and your own development. Number four, find your sense of purpose. So this helps to assess setbacks within the framework of a broader perspective. Number five, pay attention to self-identity. So from your identity, apart from your job. So who you are as a person. And yeah, like that saying, not what you do, but who you are as a person. Uh, cultivate relationships, develop and nurture a broad network of personal and professional relationships. Number seven, reflect. Reflection fosters learning, new perspective and self-awareness. And then number eight, skill shift. Reframe how you see your skills, talents and interests. I'll admit uh, this was tonight's slide that I tried to hem you up with. There's not a big word on it, but it this slide came in many different um, forms. Okay. It was, it was the eight steps to become more resilient. It was all pretty much the same information, but it was laid out differently. Well, I picked this one because the, 
the the counting is weird. I want to say that you <laughs> nearly did get me. I'm like I very very close. You nearly got me on it. I nearly went one two three four five eight seven one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was so bizarre. That's why I picked it. I like yeah, you weird. tried to get me there. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the first one accepting change and and um. Well, you know, moving through all of them, I, I get reminded very easily of the serenity prayer. Um, God grant me the serenity to change the things, or God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, that is uh, kind of canon here. It, it, it really flows with uh, what we're talking about tonight. And the most important part is the uh, the wisdom to know the difference of mm. the, you know, what you can change, what you can't change. And the other thing I'm often reminded of, um, and it's so prudent, is the only thing that we have any control over is how we react to a situation. That's it. Mm. We can't control anything else. Try and think of one other thing that you have control over. And it can't be done. The only thing we can control is how we react to a given situation. Oh, yeah. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you just take that extra few moments just to think about it before you react, because sometimes in certain situations it's so easy to just immediately react and often when you react hastily like you're just it doesn't always you end up going away thinking i wish i hadn't have done that or i wish i'd have said that or i wish i'd have not you know Whereas if you can just take a moment, take a few deep breaths and just think, right, okay, I need to deal with this logically. I need to stay calm. Then often we get things done in a much better way than just mm -hmm. reacting to something. Yes, indeed. Um, all right, we got one more slide here. Mm -hmm. A short one to discuss. Um, a couple benefits of embracing change. Yep. So the benefits of embracing change as the only constant. So you don't let life overwhelm you anymore. You develop a sense of balance. You don't force things anymore and accept them as they are. You become more authentic and true to yourself. And you become more grateful for all that you have. I really liked this one. And I thought it'd be a good one to end with. Mm -hmm. um, it is true. Uh, in the first one alone, you don't let life overwhelm you anymore. Now, you're you're definitely still, nobody's going to be 100% at embracing change. I don't believe I ever will be. I think I'm far better than I used to be. Oh, yeah. But it is an amazing kind of feeling mm -hmm. to recognize when there's a change happening 
or just a small little thing and recognizing it ahead of time now, catching it, you know, and then saying to yourself, wow, this isn't worth getting worked up over. Because then it's exactly what it says there. You don't let life overwhelm you anymore. Mm -hmm. And that, that is just a great feeling. Um, plus, you get to see some progress in yourself. Hopefully, others take notice. Like, wow, you! I thought you were going to explode there. And mm -hmm. you're just cool with it. Um, and not to mention, it, it keeps those gray hairs from popping up oh, over just dumb shit. Well, that's one of the most important things. It's not really listed on here. But in a way, you don't let life overwhelm yourself. Really does help with your own physical health as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't let life overwhelm you. Uh, that, that cuts down on the stress and the all the negative effects that comes along with over overly stressed um, minds, mm -hmm. bodies. We age ourselves quicker. We age our hearts. We age our our physical appearance. Uh, look at the uh, any head of office, like the president of the United States. Their eight year eight year term is over, and they've got a complete white head of hair. <laughs> uh, the just the stress of that job has just aged them far more than eight years. Uh, yeah. Oh, for but, yeah, for real. Uh, along with that, of course, is developing a sense of balance, like it says, and trying to be more authentic. Um, I think a big one for that as well, um, especially with, I want to say, younger generations more, um, being grateful for what you have. Every, yeah. There's always a new phone coming out, a new computer game, a new... There's, oh, loads of things that cost loads of money and it, especially if you've got kids and they're they're always wanting something thomas is just the same always wanting something and it's when like i would often focus on what i haven't been able to afford what i can't afford what mm -hmm. i need to replace things like that and it's when you really sit back and think well you know what I've got a roof over my head. I've got food in the fridge and things. And some people don't even have that. We're in a we're in very uncertain times at the moment. The cost of living and everything is absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. We can't control that. Mm -mm. We can't control a lot of what's going on right now. But you can control how you are dealing with it for yourself. But try not to think about what you don't have and what you do have, because that will also cause a lot less stress in your life. It's it's difficult. Um, and that's where just a really quick swipe at social media can be bad if you are going on there and comparing yourself to what other people are posting about what they had. That's just a pull on what we did a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Don't Don't do that. Don't go and compare yourself to others either be grateful for what you've got i agree and at the end of the day you can't put a price on your health nope and i think that's a perfect place to kind of work this one off mm -hmm. we are a little early 
um, with the intro. It doesn't start until about 10 after, but I'm tired. You're tired, I know. I think yes. it's a good place to call this episode an episode. I think we've hit the head or hit the nail on the head. Hit the, yeah. Hit the head. I feel like I'm something. I've had murderous earache for about four days now. <laughs> yeah. I'll trade you for my sciatica. Oh, God. I can't yeah. wait to stand up. I'm comfortable right now, but as soon as I stand up, I'll, I won't be able to move. I won't be able oh, to walk. No. Um, sucks. Then it's uh, dinner time for a baby, so that's more lifting. <laughs> oh, uh, so let's get this one uh, topped off. Oh, we don't have Hattie. Um, Oh, Ray's got her under control. Uh, so we're going to end, as always, with community calendar. We'll do uh, our good buddy Jim in Chicagoland uh, has his broadcast of Catalyst, hopefully tonight, usually every Wednesday, uh, barring him being out of town or uh, working at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Twitch. Uh, check out our good buddy Aurea Sunshine, who's doing the mod work right now for the community calendar. Uh, give him a follow here on Twitch, but more importantly, there's his YouTube link. He's since made the change over to YouTube to post uh, his awesome videos. So and please give him a follow. Uh, and then, of course, the lady next to me, Gemma, uh, she has her own YouTube channel. And uh, all the social media platforms. Go ahead and hit her bio link up uh, and give her a follow everywhere. For cooking, crafting, baking, abseiling, the works. Only ever once is the abseil. Never again. Oh, no. <laughs> Hell no. Yep, yep. Whoops. And then uh, for, uh, for all... What? I pressed the oh. wrong thing. My bad. <laughs> for all things money, uh, our good friend... At Ella the Bunny Mom. Her store is www.mybunnyvalentine.com. Use the promo code FIREDUDE15 to save 15% on your purchases over there. Get yourself some bunny gear. Get yourself over and help her help all the rabbits in the world. And as we mentioned earlier, um, Puppy Cat, her beloved rabbit, did pass away this past week. So keep her in your thoughts and prayers. Um, and pop into her stream. I saw that she went live last night. I was asleep, but I saw the notification this morning. Um, so she was live again. So if you see her on tonight, uh, give her a give her a shout. And uh, <clears throat> that is it for tonight. Don't forget to join our Discord for more information throughout the week. And please join us again next week. Uh, our bio link and email address are in all the show notes and they're up on the screen right now. If you're watching live or the YouTube, uh, that is all I got. And we will see you again next week. Yeah. Can we got anything? Um, no, I think that's a no. Um, oh, yeah, take HD week and domestic week, ADHD month and domestic violence month. So we might cover those. But bye. Yes. <laughs> All right then. Bye. Bye.